Good afternoon and welcome to the Pokevolt Podcast. My name is Belly Bowl VDC, also known as Tyler, here with my co-host Chris, Titan Nexus. Today we have an exciting special guest with us, Nino of Poke Bros. Nino, if you could just give the listeners who don't know about you like a little bit of your background in Pokemon. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, basically, um, I'm just really a community-invested uh, streamer. I love running tournaments. I stream on Twitch. I just love laddering on Pokemon. And besides off of Twitch, I like running tournaments in my free time and getting a lot of top-level VGC players not only to show their teams off, but to compete against people interested in, you know, not not ready yet to go to in real tournaments, just testing out the waters. And usually they use it as a stage like, okay, I really want to go pro with this. I really want to go to start going to events. So um, I'm just more of a community guy with the Pokemon. I love supporting the community. So, I mean, that's about like what I do. That's really awesome, honestly. Uh, you just had the biggest grassroots tournament online. Uh, what gave you kind of that inspiration to really like start up with these hosting tours? I love that you said that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I did run the biggest online tournament for Scarlet and Violet because Wolfie ran a really, really huge one where he worked with A-Drive during the Sword and Shield era. It'd be really cool if they did that again because that, that brings a lot of people in and it's really fun to see a lot of people coming. It's like, I mean, it was almost, I like people call it the Nino Regional. It was like the at-home regional pretty much with over 500 people competing and really high-level players getting it. And at this stage right now, everyone's getting prepared for world. So I'm trying to give as much prep since there's no regionals, no, in, there's no even local tournament. I mean, I guess there's local tournaments, but they're not for CP, but there's no like big attendance. You don't get to practice for, you know, the big event that is worlds. But what really got me into it is probably uh, my local scene. I, when I started playing, it was so much fun to go play with like-minded individuals and just talk about Pokemon and just hang out. And, you know, I'd, I'd love just standing with someone and they just talk about all their niche mons and stuff like that. But then COVID hit and I was like, man, my local tournaments are gone. And like, I, I, I really want to do tournaments. And at the time, the, uh, the major one I was playing in was, uh, uh, oh, I kid the name kind of fun, but it, they've definitely inspired me to, oh, Rose, now it just hits me. Rose Tower, uh, was running local tournaments and they ran them on showdown. And I was like, Man, I'm going to take it a step further, and we're going to play on cart. We're going to feel get as close to a in-real-life tournament as I can at home. And they their format was really done. They run it out of Discord. The organization was so done well, so I used that as a mimic for me, just like, okay, but we're running it on cart. And I remember so many people got mad at me that I was running only a top eight because that's how they did it in real-life tournaments. It's like, but... Rose Tower would only do X2 tournament, X2 finishes, and people really liked that. But I liked, I really was hard on, nope, top eight, that's it. No one, no like nine people, no 10 people. It's just eight hard, we call it a hard cut, hard top eight. And, you know, it's just grown from there. I was actually looking at some of the older tournaments I've run in Battlefy, and yeah, we've, we're up to like 77 tournaments now. And, we now use the limitless tournament or limitless platform as our main main uh, drive, and it's really cool how they show like the meta list and all that. But yeah, I mean that's kind of where how I got to where I am now. That's really cool. That's honestly really crazy. Like 
and you're actually one of the first tournaments that I ever did before I jumped back into regionals as well. Oh, that's awesome, dude. So, like, I know you've inspired, like, tons of people to actually compete this year. Um, and you actually competed yourself a little bit this year. Uh, do you plan to compete in 2024 season? Almost definitely. Like, this was something that me and my son would usually do together. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, he's actually going to be a master next year. He qualified for Worlds. But he, we went last year and he competed, but this year we were unable to make it. Um, we got some stuff going on at home. We got to take care of first, but I'm hoping, yeah, next year he comes with me in master's level and we go and compete together in the same, uh, the same division. I think that'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, I enjoy watching him and you know, it's might as well, since he's playing too, might as well play too, right? Uh, you do not look old enough to have a son that's competing in masters level. <laughs> man, Brian Yum is making so going so hard. I mean, he's like, man, we paired up in Milwaukee round two, and he's just like, I cannot lose to a guy with three kids. I'm sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> we were just laughing. He's like, sorry, bro, I'm gonna try, but no, he whooped my butt. So, and then he went on to win that regional too. So, uh, to get two owed by the regional champ is an honor, I guess. He he beat. He beat me really bad in our local, so I know how you feel. <laughs> so, Nino, uh, looking forward to the DLC. Are there any returning mons or anything that you're excited to play with coming up into these new regulations that we have in the 2024 season? Yeah, I was looking at the list that they have. They're, 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 they're not listing them all because some people are saying there's over 200 coming because we know Blastoise and Venusaur are coming back. And those are kind of my, I mean, I'm, I'm a Gen 1-er, sorry to say. <laughs> but so I'm pretty excited for them to, to return. Blastoise I've always liked to play over the years. Um, but just, you know, a couple that I saw. Metagross is pretty cool. I really liked playing that in Sword and Shield. But I'm just I'm just really sad Sheninja's not getting into this uh, generation. He's too broken, I guess. And I, I played him a lot in Sword and Shield. But I'm disappointed he's not coming back. But other than that, I mean, Metagross, Snorlax looks a lot of fun. And Blastoise, if I had to pick my top three. Yeah, Sheninja, that would be such a broken mon with Terra. I remember when they first announced Scarlet and Violet in the Terra uh, mechanic, and everybody was like, oh, Sheninja's going to like dominate the competitive scene now. Man, I remember finding out, I think, I don't know if I was looking into leaks or something, but yeah, I think I found out a little early on, I was like, yeah, he's definitely not coming. He's not on the list. And I was like, oh, they, we knew he was going to be broken. We knew it was going to be too meta. <laughs> Man, every, but everyone, when we talk about it on stream or something like that, people are like, man, I'm just bring sand. It's fine, guys. I'm like, yeah, guys, just bring your sand team. You'll be fine. Come on. Yeah, and with Terra, you could actually make him immune to the sand, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he just stays oh, on there even longer. Oh, man. <laughs> Terra, Terra ground, freaking Sheninja. Give it to me. Uh, so... You've been around the competitive scene for a good while now. Uh, what do you think Regulation E is going to look like? Man, I, I think it'd be crazy if they already give us a legendary already. So, I mean, before Reg Regulation uh, D came out, we were like, okay, it's going to be the home mons or some kind of DLC mons or something like that. But now, or like Legend of Arceus Mons, but now that we found out Regulation D was just, hey, here's everything in home, here's everything kind of a list of, you know, stuff that you can use that you can transfer only from home. 
So, I mean, Regulation E looks like it might be staging up because they it's kind of released in the same day as the DLC, is it not? It's it's looking to be around the same time if you uh, if you follow the leakers and stuff. They're they're saying yeah. it's probably going to be September nineteenth. So, so it seems like it would be like a Crown Tundra era, like it was in uh, Sword and Shield. So they release they kind of give us a more full stack of mods, and it makes sense. Don't give us the legendaries yet, because that's when we're like usually in the third year of competing uh for a generation it was kind of weird last gen because we kind of didn't have a world's one year and stuff like that but this it seems like reg e to be my guess i think they'll just kind of play with the dlc new stuff and it seems like another dlc will come out too we get another dlc mons and maybe for worlds they let you use one legendary maybe not and then next year, and then the next following year, which will be the third year of competing, I think then they'll start letting us play restricted bonds with all the uh, restricted choices and whatnot. Yeah, no, that's um, that's something I've kind of questioned too, was like if, I don't see them bringing in legendaries, but I kind of question like if maybe they'll pull back some of the mods that they have given us access to. Um, mo- I feel like mods like Urshifu yeah. and Tornadus, um, all the genies and these really overpowered uh, like, Cantonian birds and Glorian birds. I feel like they may overpower some of the mons that we are getting in the DLC. Um, I do think it would be exciting in like future formats if maybe they pull some of those back and let some of these mons shine. Uh, there are some strategies I think that are that could be very interesting with some of the mons that are coming back. Um, so that's that's just like a you know food for thought yeah. on that. No, it's great you mentioned that because I uh, some grassroots I just saw yesterday ran a top 10 ban list and they did actually do that last generation. They took the top 10 in singles and they took the top 10 in doubles and you couldn't play them in a regulation. So um, it seemed like not too many people were upset with that. So I think they might do that again, maybe for a regulation. I mean, F, geez, how far are we going to yeah, get know. regulations? <laughs> <laughs> we might get all the way to G or H, geez. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, to throw that up there too, maybe an, uh, we'll get a regulation ban list too as well, either next year um, competing or yeah, the following year. I personally would really like that, honestly, for them to pull some of those legendary mons back so that things like Metagross, Milotic, uh, Whimsicott, well, Whimsicott's going to be valuable either way. Uh, (laughs) But like some of those other mons can like fit their ways into teams and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'd I'd just like to see more... Because right now it's it's really flooded with all these legendaries, and that's kind of seeming like that's all this around is like you got the powered of the powered up paradox Pokemon, and then you got all these legendaries together, and that's really all I've been seeing lately. I want to see more of those old niche picks, uh, like. We we probably would have never got done Dozo Tatsugiri if they had started off with all these legendaries to begin with. So like, yeah, I want to no, see it, people coming up with these crazy things. Yeah, uh, Dozo Tatsugiri really shined in, in Regulation A. Yeah, I even here they're going to come up with a regulation where you can't steal people's teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> I think I think some people have taken really that whole uh, copyright tweet that they read earlier in the year a little bit too serious about copyright and teams. 
<laughs> they're getting that, they're getting they're getting in before it's they're gonna start uh you know penalizing people for it so they gotta get it in right now listen listen can. i the knew coming into this episode really i was like there's no way that nino and i go into this without someone wilding out and saying something <laughs> oh what come on now come on now <laughs> It wasn't gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> keep it, keep us in line, right? Keep us in line. Oh, all right. So we had we recently had some circuit changes. Um, uh, personally, I think that there were a lot of positive changes. Uh, we did have like the CP expectation change. Uh, moving, we had a shorter season this past year, so they gave us a 300 expectation. We're now moving into 500 with the extended season and having locals returning. Um, you know, Nino, what are some pros and cons to that? Is there, you know, what are some, some of your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm partial. I mean, I see the, I, I play devil's advocate. I see the bad and I see the good, but I mean, we're going to all, we're going to be having mid season showdowns, which is one thing we didn't even get in this, in this year. So that's when it's worth a little more cp and it's more of a like it's the it goes it starts with premier challenges mid-season showdown and then regionals and that's the the way you'll get rewarded in cp this season we only had premier challenges they didn't even do mid-season showdown so local players uh from what the calculations they have if they they can farm enough points at their locals to get 480 points championship points so that's 20 points away from from a regional from getting points from a regional so i mean that's like a top 32 even i think a top 64 in some cases and so i mean it's in it's it's in reach but the other part of it i'm i'm just worried about oh, do we get enough players like uh, i'm not sure how many people are competing at worlds this year but if we cut that in half my, it, it's a small turnout i mean i've seen the numbers a lot running tournaments like when if you have only 70 players competing like the on day two, you're probably only gonna have like twenty or eighteen people in day two. So it's just like you want, and who knows if those seventy people can afford to go to wherever Worlds is to can make the trip, can have the time off. And I think you want to be able to have as many people be able to show up to Worlds and make it, you know, a large event. So I mean, they you can't pro players, you know, the top ten, the top twenty players can't be scared of maybe you know a 20 ranked a 200 ranked player stealing that from them i mean they're coming to compete they 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 have the high level enough to play with those top 10 top 20 players and if if a top 10 player loses to a top 200 player i mean that's on them i mean it's just like the more people that compete the better and i'm a person that's always about including as many people as possible it's like i don't want to exclude anybody it's like i want to be able to open this up to get as many people involved as they can. And I feel like that's what the world champion should be. I know the argument is, no, you you gotta, it's it's gotta be hard to get in. It's gotta be only the top players can make it. It's just like, no, we gotta make this as big of an event as it can and like get as many people interested. Cause you know, those, you know, if we have 70 people, it's only those 70 people who have connections are gonna be interested. But if we have 200 people that have their friends and family, all rooting them on they're all going to come and watch them and all it's just going to bring more people in so it just all depends you know i just i see both sides of it but basically i i think it's a good change i mean i i don't think it's bad i don't think that they've done anything wrong i just think they're gearing towards the 
the the the extra events they're gonna have and um just being prepared yeah for i that. do th- i do really like the one change that was specific and i, I do think this kind of helps nino with like including more people is the lower kickers so uh, that like raising yeah. that to where i think it was um it's like 500 players now 512 reaches the 200 top 200 mark so I feel like that that's a lot more, and I that may give players some incentive. I just hope that that information is like spread, you know, to where everyone understands that like going to a regional is a little bit more valuable than it used to be. With them, if as long as the player count stays higher, you know, the the more points that are handed out, the better. Um, and then having those mid season showdowns. Um, but I, I do think that like having more players at worlds, like you said, is a huge thing. That was a big incentive for me. This was my first year competing in VGC. And that was something that was like a huge barrier getting into it in the past was like that, like huge bar of entry into getting into worlds and the money to travel, uh, that, you know, that's a huge thing. Like you said, like, I feel like that was kind of like a gate getting there too, is always, there's always a huge expense and travel um but that's something that like i think that like this year looking at it 300 points was i i really had incentive to play um and it was something that i i felt like i could tackle and then you know with the change going into 500 it was a bit scary as a new player but kind of reflecting on the rules a little bit i do think that like they're giving me a little bit more options to go to locals and with the mid-season showdown so i am really excited for like the full extended season yeah, just imagine if they left it at 300 and they had all these other events going on. We, we're we going to get that 300 points. So, yeah, make it harder for us because, you know, I felt um, I, I with the way I've been playing, the way the, the growth has been, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to hit 300 next year. Okay, make it 500. All right, give me raise the bar a little higher. Yeah. Let's push even further. Yeah, and I, I, I feel confident too. I had some really good runs at locals and regionals hitting the top 50% to where if some of those kickers were there at times that will be there this year, um, I'm hitting those points. So it, it does make me very excited yep. thinking that, you know, this year if we perform at that level again, there is that chance to hit the world's in- invite. So it is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you, Nino. Like, I think the more the better. Uh, we had like 350 something people qualify this year, like overall for Worlds. But like, like you said, how many of them are going to be able to afford to actually go? So, I know I've seen a bunch of people already online say that, oh, they can't afford to go to Japan. Like, it's way too expensive to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was kind of a big determinant. When I honestly, when I saw the 500 points for this year, I was like, at first I was like, oh, well, there goes my chances of going to Worlds next year. And then the more I got into looking at the way the circuits changed and everything, I'm like, oh, this is actually like really possible with how my level I've been performing at. Like, I think I can actually get that 500 points. That's awesome. Especially with the mid uh mid showdowns and everything uh yeah i'm not familiar with those exactly yeah they're they're yeah it's just you're gonna see a lot more people because there's more points on the line and it's more like it's a bigger kicker too as well because i think with depending on the people usually at a at a a pc only usually the top four get points uh you're at the mid-season showdown i think at least top eight get points and it's a lot more points on the line too but going off Tyler's point too earlier, the there was a big I think argument like because at regionals there'd be 
a bunch there's like a list of six three players and depending on your resistance was the only way you got points but you know the first six three player and the last six three player they both deserve points and i think with those lower kick out those lower uh, lower kickers that's going to really help those players have a bigger incentive because i remember after every regional I'd be like oh i'm six three did i make it it's and then it's like did i have enough resistance it's like it's like no every every six three made it you guys you guys once you only lost three games you all deserve yeah. the same amount of points N- not depending of how who you played and you know how the person the two people you lost to tr- ended up dropping or the two people that beat you ended up losing all their games after that and then they they tanked your resistance it's like it should depend on your play not you know completely i mean you know not a little bit more into how yeah, other no, i play. i respect that a lot but we our friend group alone we have had numerous friends hit that mark at the 63 you know tra- traveling the country and spending thousands of dollars to fly across you know thousands of miles and to get there and to to make that performance of 63 and to slightly bubble out over resistance for points that's a terrible yeah. feeling you know and like to to play at the same level that someone has sitting right next to you all day and they get rewarded and you don't it's, it's just hard you know it's it's something that you put all that effort and money into you really do want to see that turn around yeah absolutely and i i love the lower kickers like i i think that's a great change cuz i mean if it that would have taken a lot of stress off of a lot of players this year too. Uh, Olivia, for instance, she uh, she was so worried when she got six three that she wasn't going to have enough good enough resistance that she would yeah. have made those points. But she got lucky with her resistance, and she ended up getting the points, the exact amount of points she needed to get to worlds. Like so, like that's people's worlds invites. It's basically affecting like overall. But with the changes, hopefully. <laughs> it makes it easier for some of those players that are getting that six, three, like you said, to get their invites this year. Cause the yeah, more the you, merrier. You bring up a good point. We know how in Pokemon luck is a skill. So you're going to have to use your skill and resistance to determine your performance. <laughs> like a roll of the dice. Yeah. It really is. Well, Nino, I really appreciate you agreeing to come on and talk with us today. Um, I was really excited to have you on the show. Um, being someone who's like broke into the scene, like trying to organize small tournament grassroots tournaments this year and do what we do with a podcast. I was really excited to have you on. Um I I've played in your tours, Titan has, a lot of our friends in our group have. Um, you know, we're, you're someone that we all look up to, so it was really exciting to have you on and talk to you here. No, it's an honor to be here. Appreciate you guys bringing me on. And, uh, you know, we just do what we love talking about Pokemon, man. Pokemon is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Nino. Uh, we really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, hope to see you guys at more tournaments and maybe bag yourself a Nino Pokebro Invitational invite and t- bring home a Oh, trophy. yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm, I'm team building with some of my friends. I'm working on trying to top cut. I came real close in one of them and I. I've got a team. I, I'm. I'm. You're gonna see me in. You're gonna see me in the top cut soon. The one right, I we'll did just... top cut, I fell asleep. In. Oh, gee, I know. That's why. That's why we do the best of one. It's just like for Friday nights. It's like we'll get into like three in the morning. Sometimes it's like those are those are weekend day tournaments. Those are a different day. I mean, when we do these Friday nights, we got to get. Titan's got an early bedtime too. He gets rough. It starts getting after nine p.m. and he struggles with his game. <laughs> Oh man, you sound just like sound just like me, <laughs> Titan G. All right, Nina, you have a good afternoon, man. Thanks again.
Hey. Yep. Thanks, take care. guys. Appreciate it.